Welcome to the Grace of Eugene podcast. We exist to help every person in our sphere of influence to encounter Christ, experience biblical community, and extend God's kingdom. You can learn more about us at gracecityeugene.com. Here's the podcast. Well, hello, Grace City family. Pastor Chris here, along with the Pastor Casey Olson. Good morning. Here with you this week for The Extended Cut. And The Extended Cut is a weekly podcast from Grace City, Eugene, where we dive deeper into the scriptures and themes from this most recent Sunday's sermon. And so that being said, I would encourage you before we go any further to go back Uh, whatever podcast um, software you use or YouTube and listen to this week's message titled Obstructions. Obstructions. False Identities. False Identities by Pastor Casey. Um, Go check that out. This will all make a lot more sense if you do so. Um, Before we get into our conversation, we're going to talk about what's upcoming at Grace City Eugene. As you probably know, Easter will be upon us before we know it. It's almost spring break, and then we come back, and it's Easter weekend. So Friday, um, the 7th of April, we have a Good Friday service at 7 p.m. at the church building. Um, Then that Saturday at 10.30 a.m., we have a family egg hunt and our seven-year-as-a-church celebration. We're going to do barbecue and invite people to bring sides to share. Mm -hmm. And so that's going to all start at 10.30 at Eugene Christian School at the gym. We've rented that out. We're going to have a great time, a family moment to celebrate uh, what God's done in our church over the, the last several years. And um, it's always a fun time. We're doing it indoors this year because the last couple of years we tried to do it. The weather hasn't cooperated. Not so great. And uh, we didn't want to cancel. So we secured indoor space. Uh, and we're excited about that. So please plan to, to be around for that weekend. And then on Sunday, of course, Resurrection Sunday, uh, normal service at 10.30 a.m. Uh, we invite you to be there. Uh, come full of expectation and excitement for what we get to celebrate, um, but also just to be doing that with family. So we got that coming up the, the 7th through the 9th of April. And then, of course, Women's Retreat is coming up April 21st through 23rd. Um, You can check out our website for information on that. Also, if you're a woman who is already in the church and on the email list, you will have gotten an email to register. Please do that so that they can make all the arrangements necessary for that weekend. And the Men's Weekend, May 19th through the 21st. Uh, Stay tuned in all your emails, social media, all that stuff as things come out about this. But um, plan to make those weekends a priority. If you are in our community, this is a pivotal time to deepen your relationships with each other and with God. And we always say like the the kind of relational ground that can be taken in these weekends, it would take months um, in just the normal rhythms of life. So I want to encourage you, make this a priority. You will not be disappointed. And if you have any questions uh, about the finances or need for that, uh, we can help make arrangements. And also, if you just haven't been yet and you have questions about what we do, what it's like, what to expect, we'd be happy to chat with you. So um, set those dates aside, and that's what is upcoming at Grace City. Nice. Well done. Thanks. You're pretty good at that. Do this for your job or something. (laughs) All right, Casey. Let us remind us, if you will, of kind of the main themes, the main direction of the message from this week as we get into our conversation. 
Yeah, so as we continued our sermon series, Obstructions, Inhibitors of the Faith, which is kind of all about looking at the the hurdles and hiccups that get in the way of us living out God's plans and purposes uh, throughout the course of our lives, um, we really wanted to lean into this topic of false identities. And as I prayed through trying to figure out what direction that I felt like God really wanted to go with this message, um, we ended up really leaning into this idea um, that false identities are either the lies that we have believed about ourselves or have been told from someone else, or they are kind of a misprioritization mm. of um, positive or good identities in our life. Um, maybe a simple, a more simple way of saying that is um, it's a false identities are when we sit back and we assess um, our strengths, our weaknesses, uh, the lies we believe, and where has that all kind of gotten mixed up and out of place as we consider our true identity as children of God mm-hmm. uh, because of what Jesus has done. And so um, we kind of unpacked a little bit that topic from the scriptures, children of God, kind of showed this um, biblical narrative that starts with intimacy and closeness with God that we see with Adam and Eve in the garden, how that's disrupted and broken, um, how there were some, uh, there were different means throughout the course of history in the Bible that God was able to relate and stay connected with his people, but that ultimately his plan was to send Jesus so that um, once again, we could have that kind of intimacy and connection with God, living like Adam and Eve did in the garden, like a child would have access to their father. And um, and so, yeah, kind of unpacked some of the uh, things in that, trying to look through, you know, how do we assess the the good identity markers in our life that have maybe gotten out of place, um, the things that we've made idols out of, um, you know, maybe that's our career, our school program, our uh, parental or uh, marital status, um, all these kinds of things that can really become the dominant way that we identify and see and understand ourselves in the world. Um, we looked at how do we assess these false identities of lies? How do we try to kind of unearth the things that we hold deep within our hearts that really inhibit us from being able to participate in God's plans and purposes, uh, misbeliefs about um, how we participate in certain uh, rhythms of the Christian faith or just certain struggles or experiences that we've been through. Um, and then finally, we kind of considered the role that community has in getting to refine and build up one another. And that if we are in this together, if we have these relationships, we create space in which we can really expose and then refine the identity that we should ultimately have as children in God. Oh, that's good. It was a very timely you know, message. And I think what's been cool about this series is um, like we've talked about in previous weeks, there's just there's a prophetic element to it. It's something that um, is very now, and the eldership team even felt compelled to to deal with these things. And so it's it's fun to hear, even as you preach and I preach, just these these common threads of God's voice, yeah. really um, bringing certainty to who we are and how that should inform how we function as as um, missionaries yeah. in, in our lives. And so um, you know, one of the things that really helped or your message helped me understand and not that I didn't understand it before but put into real plain words is like 
I'm a pastor. That's my job, but that doesn't get to be my identity, yeah. right? And just those kind of things. Like, not everything that people may refer to you is is, is, is a bad thing, but that's not the main thing. Yeah, so just making sure things go in the right place, the right category, the right alignment. And um, heard a lot of people just chatting about that. Like, mm. oh, it helped me to align. Like, no, this is something I do, but this is who I yeah. am. And so I thought you did just a really great job at helping people. Uh, put things in their proper places. So, well, well thank you. Yeah, man. Um, what was the most difficult for you in putting together this sermon besides lack of sleep and yeah. having a new baby in the house? Yeah, that that certainly was a challenge. Um, this is probably like the most stretched out I've ever been in sermon prep, where it was like I got I have a pocket of time here and a pocket of time there. Like most of the time, I'm I am far more kind of like I dedicate five to eight hours that I just sit down and I get it done and I wow. kind of kind of process and work from the rest yeah. of, of it. Um, but uh, so this this was very interesting and being like, okay, I got to, you know, I, I manuscripts most of my sermons. So I was like, wrote two, pa- two paragraphs here. Okay, I got to be comfortable with that now because I need to go help with this or I need to go do that. So that certainly was a challenge. Yeah. Um, on top of just kind of what, what you shared um, last week, just about some of the difficulties in writing a topical sermon is that um, it can feel just a little open-ended and um, versus when you know there's like a clear scripture or a, a series that's been really defined and guided by a, a text or by a book or um, it's it's much easier to kind of say, I'm looking at this passage and I'm, I'm taking out the, the three points here or whatever it may be. And uh, it's certainly more challenging when you kind of have a lot of like you you just have this topic of like false identities and you're like what does the bible say about this and it's like well there's a lot of ways lot. you could go with this this could be a whole sermon series um or two or three mm-hmm. and um and so uh part of it was just discerning and and in the end just trusting that what god was putting on my heart was was where i needed to land it because um the temptation is to be like you know what? I, but I haven't even touched this element of it, or or this this part of it is super relevant too, and would be impactful. And just having to trust that it's like, no, I can tell from my manuscript that this is already a forty-five minute sermon, and uh, I just need to yeah. I need to be okay and comfortable trusting that this is what God wants to do with it this week, and that eventually we'll get to other points where we get to talk about identity. Like yeah. I don't have to solve the problem of identity today yeah, <laughs> like you know yeah, it's just no, absolutely. i'm just speaking to a part of it yeah and praise god that we uh get the honor of leading a church of people who read their bibles and have conversations yeah. after the sermon that it's not like everything all the food they're gonna eat all week has to fit into that yep. message right and so super grateful for just the the faithfulness of the people in our church family that like there's just a hunger yeah. to, to learn more and so it's we sometimes it's even like we just get the conversation going and then yeah. they get to go work it out with the Lord. So Amen. That's uh relieves some pressure occasionally. Yeah. So on the flip side of that, then what brought you the most joy? Yeah, I mean, I think um similarly just having to go through that process where you just have to trust God with, with what you feel like He's given you to preach, um, is is encouraging and cool when you come out the other side of it. Um because you just feel a lot of peace that it's like, mm-hmm. 
you know, my heart and mind maybe thought this needed to be added or this could have been another direction or, or thought. Like I kind of had two or three different templates. I had put out different ways of organizing some of my thoughts and there were ways in which I maybe would have thought I'd pick this one over the direction I did end up going. Um, but then when you do it and you're like, no, God really had a reason for why he's mm-hmm. guiding you this way. And, and so... I was really grateful for that, and that's a, a fun process. Um, I've learned throughout the course of my walk in following Jesus that um, humility is ends up being the more fun and joyful path if yeah. you let it be. It, it um, doesn't feel like it will be. It's uh, scary to step into it sometimes and to trust God when you don't really know where you're headed or what you're doing, um, but in the end... Like that reliance and dependence on him is going to be far more, far more fulfilling, far more joyful than anything I could put together. And fruitful. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, that's really good. Well, <clears throat> I didn't give you any time to prepare for the question I'm going to ask. It's great. Oftentimes the next question is, was there anything that's like been stirring that, you know, you wanted to add to this or interesting or notable? <clears throat> but a few people have made comments about this um, over the spectrum of time, but even regarding this sermon, and I thought this would be a great point to address this. Um, Is every human a child of God? Mm. Because that can often be the the sanitized rhetoric to people. Um, Yet, when you repent, put your faith in Jesus, and choose to trust in Him as your Lord and Savior, you are set apart. You are different. that's when the identity yeah. comes. And so I wanted you in the context of your message to talk about that because I think that's a really important clarification. Mm-hmm. And when we understand that, it can help to um, mitigate um, being just unclear yeah. with what call to salvation and what what is available through Jesus. Yeah. Like, I'm already a child of God. Like, I'm, right. he created, you're, you're created by... But you're not. The adoption yeah. comes later, right? And so, yeah. can you can you speak to that? Yeah, there is a difference between being made in the image of God and being a child of God. Um, every human is made in the image of God. That means that we have been made to function and participate in the world around us in similar ways that He does. Um, we get to create. We get to steward. We get to. Um, you know, just participate in God's beautiful, amazing world. God has invited us to be special partners in that. He's given us characteristics of, of himself in each of us. Um, he has made us in Him in his image. We uh, The Bible is like we, we are little image bearers, like little mirrors that are intended to reflect and point uh, people back to God. And you can find that in any human. Um, there are a lot of non-Christians I know that I can clearly identify ways that I'm like, man, you just don't know that like you reflect God so well in that attribute or through that gifting, like the compassion or the generosity Mm -hmm. or, or these kinds of things that I'm like, God has put that in you. Like that is his image in you. And so, um, everyone's made in the image of God and that's why we can have 
compassion um, for non-Christians. That's why we should have mm-hmm. compassion for non-Christians. Um, that's why we love our enemies, um, is because at the end of the day, um, we are all made in the image of God. Yeah. The story of the Bible says that that image has been fractured. It's been broken. It's not the perfect representation that we see in Genesis 1. Um but that God is restoring that image in and through Jesus. Um, and so children of God is, is something that happens through the course of relationship. It's not just something that is, um, you know, taken for granted that just anyone and everyone gets kind of thing. It's, it's something that um, happens through a committed uh, relationship between a father and a son or a father and a daughter. And um, in the Christian faith, like that is only available through Jesus um, to be able to relate to God as a father, to be his child in that sense, is only available through uh, faith in Jesus and the work that he's done. Yeah, that's really good. I think some of these things are important to distinguish between for absolutely folks. and uh, not that that i'm not in any way saying that that was left out of your message it just sure. begs that question yeah. right stirs it uh, up because if you start referring to, like our identity as a child of god that is something that yeah. is separate or differentiated from yeah. um, folks who have not put their faith in jesus 100 percent well your turn now i got my question is there any other things that um, were like notable or interesting or stuck out that you're like, ah, it didn't, it couldn't, it didn't really fit in Sunday, but gosh, that, yeah. that was, that was big. Um, some of the other, some of the other thoughts that I had as I was prepping, this is probably a combination of the next two questions. The, mm-hmm. the other one is often about, um, just more textual or contextual things that kind of stirred up in study. Um, one of the, th- you know, other themes that I was really interested in is uh, in First Peter. Peter kind of, um, he, he takes a, an identity label from the people of God in the Old Testament um, and assigns it to Christians as, as a whole, Jew or Gentile. And that is that we are royal priests. Mm. Um, and that's a really powerful identity marker when it comes to uh, the the mission that God has, has given us. As his priests, like, we are the people, we are representing him to the, to the world around us um, in that context of relationship where we're no longer just we're no longer just image bearers, but we are image bearers and we are sons and daughters. And so we get the opportunity to be kind of the, the mediators that are out pointing and declaring to people who God is and what his love is for people. Um, and I think that's a really powerful thing. And, and it's just a, a powerful biblical theme. Um, yeah. it's, it's the restoration of what was lost and what was broken through uh, the, the people of God in the Old Testament now was available to everyone uh, in and through Christ. And so that was kind of another thread of identity that was um, notable to think through. Um, it was hard not to want to dive some into Jesus's text about um, what like maybe the posture of being a child is. Um, Jesus says a lot about how we relate to God as children by using the examples of like real children he was interacting with. Yeah. Um, 
this just posture of, of humility and openness and kind of wonder and awe and, and just being able to be received by the Father so openly and freely. Um, that, that was kind of another thread that felt like it would have mm-hmm. fit in the right kind of points or context. And, yeah. um, and so there were things like that that it was kind of like, okay, there's definitely more um, that could go there. Um, I kept thinking back to this Stephen Furtick sermon that I heard forever ago called Just Call Me Jacob, where it was all about, like, you know, Jacob had become this this liar and had become, like, really um, marked for his, his failure and his sin, um, and he's renamed, but then when, when God addresses him, he still calls him Jacob and all these really powerful things. And so, um, you know, there, there was just there were a lot of different things in in the bible about identity that it was like man so much more could fit in here and be really powerful to to think about and work through and um but ultimately i felt like that theme and and even like you had kind of put together like we knew what the topic was going to be for this week but you had already been putting together the worship set and picking that hill song song about like being a child of mm-hmm. god um being you know, we are who God says that yeah. we are. And um, and so it was just kind of like, no, you know, it's it feels like God's really piecing this this element or this part of it. So yeah. those were some of the other threads and thoughts that were kind of bumping around trying to... Yeah, you basically just put together a series. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the the changing of names like that there that happens in many more places yeah right? that's a whole nother yep. another thing mm-hmm. i see it now adopted and then you have all the okay we got it we got it oh and i know you've got powerful sermons on that stuff too because of mm-hmm. your your life and mm-hmm. um your relationship and adopting addy and yes and all these kinds of things um and so maybe someday maybe someday no oh, that's cool any, uh, if you had like one thing that like, man, I just pray that our community takes this and acts on it out of this topic, what would it be as we close up? Yeah, I think um, just be intentional to remind yourself of this identity. Um, and, and you're going to do that individually and you're going to do it with, with the people around you that you do life with. Um, there, I, I loved at the end of the service in our worship set, um, Rod Campbell came up and shared a word um, about how the enemy is alive and well and is working against this um, in our lives and wants us to be deceived. He wants us to be confused. He wants us to shrink back. And um, so he's, he's going to do what he can to confuse and mess up our our hope and trust in the identity that we have and um, we need to be intentional to to fight to remember it um, so much of the time throughout the narratives of the bible people get in trouble it's because they forget they forgot what it was like um, to to be identified as as like a son or a daughter in god and they chose different means in which they were going to find hope or peace or fulfillment. And it uh, always goes bad for them. Yes. And um, while we can certainly like 
we can we can mess up and we, we don't have to worry about like our, our salvation being lost because you know we we got mixed up on our identity in this circumstance or that thing like we don't need to live in this like dread that we're gonna disappoint god to some sense that we're gonna lose him but we we can like uh we can mess up I, a theologian i was reading recently called it like our experiential communion with god mm. um because of like the the things that we do that get in the way of us getting to relate to God in that sense. Um, there are, there are things that we can, um, we can put in our lives that get in the way of us being able to see this and believe it. And then we're going to live as if it's not a reality. And so we've got to be intentional to be in the word. We've got to be intentional to be in community, to be in prayer, to actually like, treat God like he is a father that you have access to. Um, the minute that you start acting like he's only available on Sunday mornings or when you're at your small groups and all these kinds of things, like, um, it's like there, there's something off there. Yeah. And um, he's a God to have life be done with. And it leaves the back door wide open for the enemy. Yes. Yeah. And so um, that's my encouragement. Remind yourself of this and um, ask others to help remind you. Yeah. Uh, build up your life with, with people who encourage you and call out the, the ways that they see um, your identity in Christ, the way that they see um, him using you and working in the world. And um, yeah, then you'll be much more fit to, to live a life that's consistent and stable and comfortable trusting in who God is and what he wants to do in and through your life. That's really good. Thanks, man, for yeah. unpacking that with us. Well, that's been it for this week. Uh, we got two more weeks of this Obstructions Inhibitors of the Faith. Uh, this week we're going to talk about, should I, should I drop it? Do it. I'm going to drop it. Do it. Uh, the fear of being unprepared, um, how that inhibits our faith and walking out and God's calling our lives. So tune in. It's going to be great. Thank you all for watching Extended Cut this week, and we'll see you next week.